and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. You know, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that every single book from Genesis to Revelation all point to Jesus. In the Old Testament, Jesus is predicted. In the New Testament, he is revealed, preached, explained, and expected. You find him everywhere because Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible. I've covered most of the New Testament and you can find those studies on my blog. This next series is a hunt for Jesus in the Old Testament. It's how God's story becomes our story when we invite him into our lives. It will help us get to know God better, more intimately. And that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with us. Yes, you and me. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to study what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Exodus 25 to 27, God tells Moses how to build the first church or the tabernacle. So Moses is still up on Mount Sinai talking with God. God gave him the Ten Commandments along with directions on how to live justly. Now God's giving him specific instructions, a blueprint on how to build the tabernacle, the first church or temple. It's where the Israelites were to worship, bring sacrifices, and come near to the presence of God. And I'm going to share bits and summarize here, but I encourage you to read them all to grasp how precise God gets with the details. Let's dig in. Um, Exodus 25, uh, verse 1, instructions for the tabernacle. The Lord said to Moses, tell the people of Israel to bring me their sacred offerings. Accept the contributions from all whose hearts are moved to offer them. Here is a list of sacred offerings you may accept from them, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat hair for cloth, tanned ram skins and fine goat skin leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the lamps, spices for the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, onyx stones and other gemstones, to be set in the ephod and the priest's chest piece. Have the people of Israel bring me a holy, build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. You must build this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly according to the pattern I will show you. All right, so the materials used to build the tabernacle were all from gifts, offerings from the people. However, the people had to be moved to offer them. They had to be offerings from the heart, not as an obligation. God saved you. You have to give back in gratitude. These items were given a free will. Okay, plans for the Ark of the Covenant. We're in chapter 25, starting in verse 10. Have the people make the Ark of acacia wood, a chest, a sacred chest, 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, and 27 inches high. Overlay it inside and outside with pure gold and run a molding of gold all around it. Cast four gold rings and attach them to its four feet, two rings on each side. Make poles from acacia wood and overlay them with gold. 
insert the poles into the rings at the sides of the ark to carry it. These carrying poles must stay inside the rings, never remove them. When the ark is finished, place inside it the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, which I will give you, or the Ten Commandments. Then make the ark's cover the place of atonement from pure gold. It must be 45 inches long and 27 inches wide. Then make two cherubim from hammered gold and place them on the two ends of the atonement cover. Mold the cherubim on each end of the atonement cover, making it all for one piece of gold, from one piece of gold. The cherubim will face each other and look down on the atonement cover. With their wings spread above it, they will protect it. Place inside the ark the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, which I will give to you. Then put the atonement cover on top of the ark. I will meet with you there and talk to you from above the atonement cover between the gold cherubim that hover over the ark of the covenant. From there, I will give you my commands for the people of Israel. That's Exodus 25 verses 1 through 22. So then God gives Moses the specifics for the table. This is where the bread of presence was to remain in front of God at all times. And we have the lampstand, or what we know as the menorah, made from pure gold. The tabernacle, the dwelling place of God. It was a mobile tent, yet it was sturdy enough to withstand the weather. It was where God could dwell with them, God with us. Where have we heard that before? Yes. Emmanuel, God with us, Christmas time, Matthew 1. The tent or cloth coverings called curtains were, were here made of different materials depending on what the purpose of the curtain was. And you know, when Jesus died, the curtain of the temple was torn and there was no longer a barrier between us and him. The framework or tent poles were made from acacia wood. Acacia was plentiful in the area and a very strong wood. Altogether, there were 10 curtains, which varied in cloth and design. Everything had its place and purpose, as we read in chapter 26 and verse 31. For inside of the tabernacle, make a special curtain of finely woven linen. Decorate it with blue, purple, and scarlet thread with skillfully embroidered cherubim. Hang this curtain on gold hooks attached to four posts of acacia wood. Overlay the posts with gold and set them in four silver bases. Hang the inner curtain from clasps. Put the Ark of the Covenant in the room behind the it. This curtain will separate the holy place from the most holy place. That's the holy of holies, most holy place, the holy of holies. Then put the Ark's cover in the place of atonement on top of the Ark of the Covenant inside the most holy place. Place the table outside the inner curtain on the north side of the tabernacle and place the lampstand across the room on the south side. Make another curtain for the entrance to the sacred tent. Make it a finely woven linen and embroider it with exquisite designs using blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Craft five posts from acacia wood. Overlay them with gold and hang the curtain from them with gold hooks. Cast five bronze bases for the posts. That's Exodus 26, 31 to 36. 
So next, God specifies the plants for the altar of burnt offerings, the courtyard, and the light for the tabernacle. And we pick it up in verse 19 of chapter 27. All the articles used in the rituals of the tabernacle, including all the tent pegs used to support the tabernacle and the courtyard curtains, must be made of bronze. The light of, for the tabernacle. Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to keep the lamps burning continually. The lampstand will stand in the tabernacle in front of the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant. Aaron and his sons must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence all night. This is a permanent law for the people of Israel, and it must be observed from generation to generation. That was Exodus 27, 19 to 21. Now, Aaron, who along with Moses was from the tribe of Levi, um, they both become the priests in charge of the tabernacle. Aaron and his sons were going to be in charge of it. Moses was the one who could go in and talk to God. Now, God dwelling with us. Now, I'm borrowing again from the uh, Jesus in all of Exodus video devotional. They're just so on point. So we, uh, so it reads, God has always wanted to live with his people. That's what the Garden of Eden was for. And now in the tabernacle, God is making the first giant step in restoring the presence he had with humanity back in Eden. Basically, the instructions for how to build this tent start at, at um, the center and work their way out. The mercy seat in the Holy of Holies is a central part of the tabernacle. We can think of it like a king's throne. This is where God would appear and meet with his people, like he met with Moses on the mountain. Next, there is the bread of the presence, which represents the 12 tribes of Israel. In front of that is a golden lampstand, which continually shines on the bread. This was to be a constant testament to the fact that God's presence is with his people. Outside of the tent, in the outer courtyard of the tabernacle, um, there an altar. The altar is where sacrifices would be made. This reveals that people cannot just approach God as they are. Their sin must be dealt with through sacrifice. Everything in the tabernacle is sectioned off by curtains. The more dense and ornate they became, the closer one would get to the holy presence of God. This fact shows us that the closer people get to God, the more protection is needed. The structure of the tabernacle conveys one strong message. God is holy. He is set apart glorious and perfect. So where is Jesus in all this? Well, this is which, which, which what makes Jesus coming is uh, to earth is so magnificent. Jesus is the final tabernacle because he is the tent in which God fully dwells in the flesh. Gospel of John. But Jesus doesn't just fulfill the tabernacle itself, but every part of the tabernacle. He is the actual holy of holies because he is the actual presence of God. Jesus is the bread of life who is present for his people. He is the light of the world that shines on them eternally with his protection. He is the final sacrifice on the altar that allow us to enter into the holy place of God. Furthermore, at Jesus' death, the curtain covering the holy of holies ripped open to show that there is no longer separation from God and his people. All who belong to Jesus have been turned into little tabernacles in which he dwells through the Holy Spirit. 
and eventually Jesus will return and transform the whole world into his new tabernacle. That's in, you can read that, about that in Revelation. For he will dwell in it with us forever. That again is from Jesus in all of Exodus. It's a video devotional and it's available in the free version Bible app. God with us. Now, there's another study that I've, I've, I've been reading and going through different studies to prepare for, uh, you know, for this series. This is from Deliverance, a study in Exodus, again, from the version Bible app. And this one reads, Imagine what it would be like to live back in the days of Moses when the God of heaven personally lived in the tabernacle of Israel. The very presence of God was living among his people. Did you know that God tells us today that we are his tabernacle and God's spirit lives in us? Imagine that God's spirit lives inside of us, his followers. If God visited his tabernacle in your heart today, would he find it in order, neat and tidy, according to his specifications? Or would he have to do some demolishing and renovating? Is your heart prepared for God's dwelling inside of you? King David wrote in Psalm 24, verse 3, Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god, goddesses, Mary, saints, okay, those are idols. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God, their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. Psalm 24, verses 3 through 6. Now, all you have to do is sincerely believe, repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. Believe, have faith that Jesus is a Christ and he died taking your sins away forever. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180 in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. And that baptism that washes you pure, makes you pure. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. And how do you do that? You invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes. Or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And also at the bottom of today's blog, I've got two videos in there. All my hope is in Jesus and Christ in me. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. 
Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.